Lukutei Sichai Sechelek Tesvav, Parshas Nayach Sicha Aleph. We are studying the Sicha Le'ilu Nishmas Rabbi Yosef Binyamin Ben Rabbi Menashe Kaltman. This week's Sicha is based on the Rashi and Posok Yudalid in Perig Vov in this week's Parsha. Posok Yudalid reads, Hashem instructed Nayach, Aseilacha Tevas Atze Goifer. Construct for yourself an ark of gopher wood. Kinim teva. With compartments you shall construct it. The And caulk it both inside and outside with tar or pitch. Rashi explains the words aseilacha teva, beginning with a question. Harbe revach v'hatzolo lefanov. God has a multitude of ways to bring rescue and relief. The Lama so why did he burden Noyach to build a teva? And Rashi answers, so that the people living in his time would see that Meav Esrim Shana for 120 years he's busy with this. And they would ask him, What do you need this thing? God is going to bring a flood upon the world in the future. Perhaps this will inspire them to repent. The Medrash too tells us, Noyach busied himself with this for 120 years. And yet, the Medrash doesn't question why, and Rashi doesn't address the question at all. Why did Nayach linger over building a teva for 120 years? It's impossible to suggest that Nayach didn't quite get this right, because the Pasuk tells us that Nayach was an ish tzaddik tamim. He was a righteous and complete man, and even according to the opinion that he was righteous in comparison to the people in his generation, he is, however, described in Pasuk Chavbez, verse 22, as having done everything regarding the Teva as Hashem instructed him. We also cannot suggest that as God had already said in, in Parshas Bereshis, in Perak Vav, in Pasuk Gimel, verse 3, that he would delay his wrath for 120 years to give an opportunity for the generation of the flood to do tshuva, Neach therefore didn't need to rush to build the teva, and he rather rather busied himself awakening others to repent, particularly as if they would do tshuva, there would be no mabu and no need for an ark. And we can suggest these for two reasons. First of all, because when Hashem instructed Neach to build himself an ark, there was no end time by when the teva needed to be completed, which tells us that Nayach should have attended to this with great alacrity and completed as soon as possible. Since we know that Nayach did fulfill his shlichas completely, it's not feasible that he delayed building the ark, even to rouse his generation through this to tshuva. Second, these reasons would only suffice to explain why Nayach could perhaps have delayed building the ark until closer to the end of the 120 years, 
and perhaps in the interim devote himself to awakening his generation to tshuva. But this would not help us with the question as to why he actually busied himself with the Ark for the entire 120 years. The simple reason is, it would seem, as Rashi indeed explains, as does the Medrash, that the reason God instructed Nayach to build an ark, though Hashem has various different ways of sending a Yeshua, so why then burden Nayach with building an ark, was so that the folks of the generation should see this enterprise happening over 120 years and ask Nayach, what are you doing this for? And he could answer about a flood in the future and maybe they would repent, which means that building the Teva and rousing the generation to repentance were interconnected. Building the Ark was a means to rousing the people to repentance. And so Noyach lingering over the building of the Teva wasn't an act that somehow went against God's will or that showed a lack of expediency, but rather this was the very way to fulfill this instruction. What remains unresolved, however, is the fact that to get people to engage and to ask him what's up and what's he building and why he didn't need to schlep the building of the Teva for years, a finished product sitting in his backyard would have achieved the same result. So back to our original question, why did Nayak build a Teva for 120 years? And the answer to this then must be that the instruction is about a project that would last and extend for 120 years. Rashi suggests this by saying, why did God burden Nayach with building an ark that actually had to take 120 years and the people would stop and ask, as they did? So it wasn't that Nayach drew this out It was what Hashem intended. What then was God's actual instruction? Where did the mitzvah lie in this instruction? The words, make for yourself a teva, translate to mean not make a teva for yourself, certainly not make a teva only you will use, but rather you, Noyach, make the teva. The Abravanel explains, aselacha, as Noyach, on his own, must build a teva and not give it over to others to do. The Raghachavagun, in fact, explains the halachic angle of this and says that a commandment from God that contains the word asay determines that the mitzvah is in the action, in the doing. Similarly, regarding an avera, if it's a loisese, with the word asay in the commandment, The sin is in the doing, while what may be caused by the action isn't actually the loisese. The assay of the teva was in the actual construction, and Noyach was responsible to build the entire thing. From a halachic viewpoint, he was in fact not even allowed to do this through a shliach, through someone else, even though there are mitzvahs that are likewise about the action, like a sukkah that one may build through a shliach, but Noyach wasn't a Jew, and a ben Noyach doesn't have the capacity to appoint someone else as a shliach for divine instruction that he receives. 
A shliach who takes the place of a Jew encapsulates the category of shluchi adam kemaisai, when one Jew can take the place and fulfill the mission of another, but a non-Jew doesn't have that transference. So Nayach, in fact, built the ark, and he didn't delay or draw it out. He built it swiftly, but doing the work of building a boat of three hundred ames of these dimensions took 120 years, and it's a wonder that it didn't take longer. The Ragachavar actually surmises two logical opinions regarding the mitzvah of building the teva, and whether the instruction was about the action of building or was it about the construct, the teva, and not the construction. And this would be determined by the reason for building it to begin with. If the ark was to be built only to actually save those who repented from the flood from the flood waters then the construction had no merit as a mitzvah only the construct the final product did but if we were to say that the involvement in the construction was the purpose so that nayach would be would serve as kedeshi uhu that he would be observed to be building this massive 300 amma boat which would cause people to ask about it and ultimately bring them to tshuva, then the construction is a mitzvah. Accordingly, we can explain Rashi's reasoning for the words, God has many creative ways to save, to save someone. Why did he necessarily want to burden Nayach with building a boat? Well, a boat actually makes sense if there's going to be a flood. So Rashi isn't focusing on that, Rather, his focus is on why did Hashem burden Noyach himself to make it, which tells us that Dafka Noyach making the Teva would cause the people to stop and ask. Now, where does Rashi see this in the Pshat? Where does Rashi find proof that means that Hashem burdened Noyach to personally, single-handedly build the Teva? And particularly, how is that an expectation? How can one man build a teva of 300 ames? To say that Rashi takes his proof from the words aselacha, which, as we mentioned before, determines that a mitzvah is in the action, would be challenging because the word lacha in Torah is explained as bishvilcha, for you, and also lacha is explained as mishelcha, from you. So perhaps Rashi's proof comes from the order of the verses. The instruction to build the ark follows immediately after the verse that tells us that Hashem said to Nayach that the end of the world was nigh as the earth had become full of thievery and the apostle concludes with the words Behold, I'm destroying them off the earth. And comes just before Hashem's declaration that Behold, I'm bringing a flood, water over the earth, to destroy all flesh. So, Aseilachat Teva isn't just about having an ark to save himself from the coming flood, but also to busy himself with making a Teva for the generation to witness and to take as a warning. While Rashi is always precise in explaining Pshutei Shal Mikra, the literal translation of Torah, 
Rashi's commentary on the Gemara is different. The literal meaning in Gemara, as explained by Rashi, is from the perspective of halacha. Therefore, when two explanations of Rashi differ in Torah and Gemara, we cannot question the discrepancy. And this discrepancy is noted here. In Mesecha Sukkah, Rashi teaches that Shem, Noach's eldest son, built the ark with his father. And it's for this that the Rakhachavar learns that it wasn't the building of the ark, but rather its existence, not the construction, but the construct that constitutes this mitzvah, the instruction to Noach, which is a direct opposite to what is resolved from what Rashi teaches on Torah. To understand this, according to the literal translation, there is no indication that shame helped Noyach. In fact, quite the opposite. The conclusion of verse 22, Pasuk Havbe states, Vayas Noyach kechol Hashem. Noyach did all as God instructed him. And so Cain also, so he did it. Which Rashi explains and teaches as Noyach building the Teva himself. The conclusion of Rashi is also concurrent with the continuation of the verses, with a statement, Make yourself an ark of gaifer wood. It's clear that the mitzvah is the action, the task of making others aware, as the Medrash says, and awakening them to tshuva. Hence, the mitzvah is the construction. Yet in Gemara, Rashi's explanation, based on the halacha stated in Sanhedrin Kufches, is based on, as the Gemara states, Noyach Hoyo Tzadik, and would chastise the people and tell them to repent. And that's, that idea, the encouraging them to repent, is unrelated to building the ark. Even further on, the Gemara learns that when someone stopped and asked Noyach, Teva Zulama, why this boat? And he answered, Hashem will bring a flood. The question was about an already built boat. The Gemara also makes no mention that it took 120 years to build the Teva. Accordingly, Rashi explains, based on Shas, that the purpose of building the ark was to save himself and rousing the people to repent was a completely separate issue, in which case the instruction, the mitzvah, was about having an ark, the construct. And hence, there was no obligation for Noyach to build this himself, and he could have help. Now Rashi also brings the explanation that the building of the teva was the construction, and shame was able and allowed to help Noyach, because a Ben Noyach can become the Shliach of a Ben Noyach. And so Shem's participation in building the Teva would be considered as Noyach building it. This differs to Rashi's explanation on Torah, where according to the literal interpretation of the verses, Rashi teaches that if Noyach was instructed to build the Ark, it could not be done through someone else, and so he built it alone. It's been often discussed that all the explanations on a single pasuk have a connection between them. Accordingly, in this discussion regarding Aselacha, make for yourself, the Ragachavah says, Lacha means Mishalcha, 
The teva had to be constructed from Noach's own belongings, expenses, or materials. And we then conjecture that this explanation of Aselacha is intertwined with the explanation that Noach had to be the one to build the teva, because the building of it is the mitzvah. Let's look at the mitzvah of sukkah to better grasp the concept in Noach. Chassidus actually explains a connection between sukkah and the teva, with an explanation that says that the sukkah is like Noach's ark. Both represent sholem, peace. The ark was filled with all types of animals living together harmoniously, and this harmony and peace is reflected in the sukkah, which represents peace as is understood from the words spread out upon us your sukkah of peace, characterized by Chazal in the words Kol Yisrael ru'uyim leishev b'sukkah achas. All of Israel are worthy to sit together in a single sukkah. The Torah says, Chag hasukais te'asilacha. And these aspects of the teva, that building it, the construction, is a mitzvah, and that aseilacha mishalcha, it has to be made of your property, and that the ark itself was for purposes of saving Noyach, are equally found in the mitzvah of sukkah. Making the sukkah is a mitzvah. In fact, according to the Yerushalmi, one should actually make a bracha on building the sukkah. And the sukkah has to belong to you, l'chon, mishalcha. And the consciousness sitting in the sukkah must be that generations will know that Hashem led us out of Egypt, and we dwelled in sukkahs, which were the clouds of glory, that provided shade and protection from the elements. And to replicate this, Hashem commanded us to sit in sukkahs that provide this shade and become this protection. Yet there is a difference in comparing the ark and the sukkah. It was Noach himself who had to build the teva, and this mitzvah of sukkah can be built by someone else for you. The ark had to be Noach's, but the mitzvah of sukkah, sitting in a sukkah, can be performed in a, so to speak, borrowed sukkah, in a friend's sukkah. These differences are likely connected to the general service of Noyach, the avoida of Noyach in regards to the Mabel. The Zayr explains that the difference between Noyach and the tzaddikim who came after him was that Noyach didn't daven, he didn't pray for the people in his generation. Therefore, the floodwaters are called Meinoyach, floodwaters that came ultimately because he did not pray for the world not to be destroyed. But the tzaddikim who followed Noach were actually Meiser Nefesh, were ready to give their own lives for their generations. As we see from Meiser Rabbeinu who said to Hashem, if you don't forgive the nation, erase me please from your Torah. So what about Noach rebuking the people and telling them to do tshuva? Clearly it did trouble him. Why then didn't he pray for them and awaken God's mercy? This is explained in the following way. Neach's rebuke of his generation was only to fulfill God's instruction, but he had no heart or soul in it. Certainly, there was no aspect of self-sacrifice. Therefore, Chassidus teaches that Neach didn't put himself into the rebuke, ensuring that his words and warnings would impact the people and awaken them to repentance. He was only looking to fulfill the instruction he was given, and they didn't. The generation wasn't moved, 
and he didn't request mercy for them. Moshe Rabbeinu, on the other hand, who cared so deeply about the nation that it felt like it was about him, davened on their behalf with self-sacrifice, asking God to forgive or to remove him from the book you have written. Herein lies the difference between Noach's Ark and Sukkot, a mitzvah received by Moshe at Sinai and taught to all generations following. Noach's lack of investment in his generation was expressed in the building of his ark. Only Noach and his family could actually be saved on that teva, not all the people of the generation. And the Mishalcha reflects the fact that he built it using his own property, invested only really in himself. This is the opposite to the unity of the nation after Matan Torah. We became one, particularly after entering Eretz Yisrael and becoming an eternal entity. This is noted specifically in the mitzvahs that reflect and represent unity, like the mitzvah of Sukkah, which expresses peace where one Jew can appoint another to do the action and it's considered as though he did it. And another Jew's Sukkah, borrowed for the mitzvah, is considered as his own. For two Jews are a single entity like one body.